Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the betting show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan of this very show, The Sheehan Show, uh, and I'm here to give you my top five bets for the week in mixed martial arts. You can probably hear my voice a little bit worse for wear. I was at Bellator Dublin last week. I'm telling you, that's the amount of vaping and whatever else that was going on in that crowd, it has absolutely killed me. So my voice is a little bit gone a little bit fluey, a little bit sick. So, flu game here. Michael Jordan got through it. I'm going to be able to get through it. So, we'll give you the top five bets here for the week. Another good week last week. Uh, we got the, the main event. I picked Vince Henderson and that one. We got a sell as usual. Uh, and there was another bet in there as well. So, I think we got the, the three out of the four bets. And then, obviously, Manuf. <laughs> that was always very unlikely. But, you know, we, we win for it anyway. Big hit, big miss. But... That's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes in uh, in mixed martial arts. And you know what? In betting, indeed. Uh, let's get straight into the bets. So here today, and before I do that, please bet responsibly. Don't go mad. Don't go overboard or anything like that. And as well, before I actually get into it, I said get straight into the bets. Big shout out to everyone who came up and, and talked to me about the Sheehan Show and talked about the bets and everything uh, at Bellator the other day. An absolutely fantastic reception. Everyone I spoke to was uh, was very complimentary and everything like that. And it's uh, the good thing about the betting show is people only remember the good, <laughs> the good bets. So that's uh, that's a good thing, I, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, I appreciate everyone and uh, I appreciate uh, the... Uh, you know, we there was a lot of uh, good coverage went around. I feel like um, the Irish core, the media did a good job. So a, a pat in the back there for myself and and uh, all the lads as well. So uh, a great week covering. We don't get you know much. I suppose we have we, we get enough now compared to other countries. Maybe you know we we're, we're probably spoiled, but uh, it's great to get high level uh, mixed martial arts in my part of the world and be able to uh, cover it. So. Uh, Acutely and closely, I suppose. So, right, let's get straight into the bets for next week. Uh, I have bets from one championship, Bellator, and the UFC this week. So, whatever tickles your fancy, we got it for you. Uh, and the first one I'm going to go for is uh, one of the guys from one championship, and that is my guy Rugrug, Umar Kane, uh, who is fighting Batrads Getsiev, and he is plus 275. Now, this is not, you know, is this my flyer of the week? Not quite, not quite. But, uh, do you know what? If anyone who watched my uh, my preview show knows, there isn't, uh, there isn't a ton out there on Gassiev. From what we have seen in him, you know, he's a good all-around fighter, a good wrestler, uh, you know, who will take you down and wins most of his fights, I would say that way. Um, but the thing about, you know, Rogue Rogue is, it's very hard to know what actually happened in the end of that last fight. You know, he kind of went down. It looked like you know what happened. He kind of gave up, and it was a bit. It was a bit weird. It was. It was very, very weird. And to kind of write him off after that, after everyone built him up as like this absolute, you know, athletic phenom that we saw before that. I think maybe it's a little bit premature. He still looks really good. I know he's uh, he's out in that camp now in Dubai where John Mitchell is at the moment, and uh, Munir Lazez and others as well. I, I believe maybe maybe it's different, but he's out with John Mitchell who trains in Ireland anyway. And uh, the fighters coming out of that camp have you know the results have been pretty good for him um, over the last while, but um, and I know he's been training in different places. So how could he not have been making improvements? You know, and we we know what he is. We know the, you know the the wrestling background he has from the the Senegalese, uh, you know, sand wrestling that he came out of. That we saw 
I think Aries was where he was first if I'm not mistaken did a great job of of showing his background and in one championship as well and we've seen his fights you know I've been a, a big fan of his since day one, day one my guy Alan Murphy um you know did a great job promoting him as well when he was with uh when he was with Aries and uh, you know I'm I just I have a bit of a soft spot for him maybe maybe I'm going with heart overhead but I just think his price is madness for a big heavyweight fight like this with a guy that all he needs to do is lay one hand on you and you could be gone I, I think it's a very very big price there plus from what we I've seen of Gaziev um he's more wrestling than anything else and it's going to be very like like we know American's background is wrestling, so it's going to be very hard to just wrestle him and lay on top of him for a long time. His last fight, Rug Rug, there was a lot of just pushing against the cage, and it didn't work out well for him. Um, I think if he gives up on that, works his um, good points better. I think he can win this fight, and a plus two seventy five. I like if it was straight up, I'd probably pick him to win honestly. So a plus two seventy five. I have to be. No, I might be way off. This is probably one of these ones where I am way, way, way off, but I don't care. I'm going for it anyway. Rogue Rogue plus 275, my first bet of the week. Uh, second bet of the week. Hang on, do you know what? I'm going for Angela Lee here. Um, and I was a bit surprised, actually, when I saw her price last night. So let me let me just pull this up just to make sure I have it correct. So Angela Lee opened for this fight against Jingneng Zhang. Uh, plus 160 plus 160 that was crazy now she was plus 105 i saw her last night she or sorry minus 105 last night she's out to minus 110 now i see she's actually minus 125 as well in one bless i ever at minus 110 but that price is probably uh is gonna go further and further out. i think that was a crazy line to be honest i went back and i watched both of their fights this is a trilogy fight <coughs> sorry and I, I know it's different weight classes and things like that but I, I watched both of those fights and I don't know how you could uh, have that line where, you know, it opens up minus 200 for Jing Nang. I don't know how you could do that because Angela Lee was winning both of those fights. She tired late. I think uh, it was just after some time out of the cage. Um, she was winning the second fight well and then got the late finish as well. She got finished late, both five round finishes. Uh, one for Jing Nang, one for Angela Lee. And out of those, you know, nine rounds, let's say, I think Angela Lee probably won eight of them if you were to take minutes in total. Now, maybe that's a bit much, maybe seven, maybe seven and a half or something like that. But Angela Lee was, there was no doubt in my mind that she was mine, that she was the better fighter. When I looked at this yesterday and she was the underdog, I couldn't believe it. Now she is the slight favorite or it's just about even on, on a couple of books here. I think that's a great prize. I, I think Angela Lee is going to win this fight. It's hard to look. Uh, back at both of those fights and not give Angela Lee the head here. It really, really is. <coughs> I, I just, like, if you if you look at what Lee did in those two fights, she was able, you know, when the fight got to the ground, she won it there. When the fight was on the feet, she won it there. The only time Xing Nang was able to get uh, on top uh, in terms of how the fight was going was at the end of that first win. Uh, first fight when Lee got a little bit tired she started putting on the pace she was more confident in her hands and I will say as well in the start of the, and I, look, I'll give you a better breakdown it's actually it's about three or four maybe five days uh, since I, I did all my watching on this and I did the preview so the preview shall actually be a better analysis of this than, than the one I have now so please go over and check that out but um the, the first round of the second fight, Jing Nang came out as well and looked confident. But Angela Lee was able to get through that too. So it's very hard to know. Like, you look at Jing Nang and say, what does she need to do to win the fight? 
she did that in the start of the second fight and she still didn't win it. In fact, she, uh, uh, no, she won the first fight, sorry, but in the second fight, she didn't win it and she lost more comfortably. She was losing the fight and then she got stopped. So, to have this anyway, not necessarily even a close fight, because, you know, it should be a close fight, but to not have Angela Leah's, I would say, even a minus 200 favourite here, I just think that line is completely off. And I think, even if she goes out as far as minus 130, minus 140, I think it's a good bet in Angela Lee. I, I, I even think at minus 200, I think it's a good bet for Angela Lee. Yeah, I, I think Lee will, uh, I think she'll win the fight. And uh, I, I do think it'll be a good fight, though. I'll probably, you know, both of them are, are relatively even matched in terms of um, if it's another five-round fight. You know, Angela Lee would probably be just about ahead in all of those rounds. And it's as well, you know, it's not scored round by round as well in one championship. So we know there could be one big shot or one big turnaround from Jing Yang uh, and it could all change. So yeah, keep an eye on that. And uh, yeah, I'm going for Angela Lee anyway on that one. Um, next one I'm going for, I'm going for the underdog here in Bellator. Uh, and I'm going for Adam Barrocks, who is minus 140 to beat Patricio Ferreira. Uh, and there's only one reason I'm going for this, to be honest. Um, and the reason I'm going for this is I just think that he'll be able to outmove uh, Pitbull. I really do. It's it's one of those fights where you you look at it and you you think right. Barrocks is one of those guys who maybe doesn't have the biggest name in the world, right? He may he maybe doesn't have like the sexy wins that a, that a people has or are the all the records. I think someone put up that he's. I was a Mike Bone put up. Uh, he's more title fights than any other uh, fighter in the history of MMA in a major organization, and and that's brilliant. But uh, I just think if you look at the last few fights of Adam Barrocks and look what he did to Mads Burnell. Now Mads Burnell, you could say okay that has. That win has kind of uh, not soured a bit after what happened to him last week, but still Pedro Carvalho did very well, so that's unfair to say as well. But he beat Eric Sanchez, beat Jeremy Kennedy. You know, he's obviously knocked out Aaron Pico back in the day. But the five-round demolition he put up on Mads Burnell, and, and demolition's the wrong word, but against a guy like Mads Burnell who keeps coming and coming and coming and who has the ability to finish like Patricio has in a different sort of way now. Obviously, he's more of a, a grappler, but he can strike as well. I think what Bern- uh, what Barrocks showed in that fight was his ability to put on a five-round game plan that can win you a high-level fight. And that's exactly what I think people need to do to beat Patricio Ferreira. Because I think what he is best at is kind of just waiting, waiting, waiting. Because just now his last fight against AJ McKee, uh, he won it, and he won it landing those big shots winning rounds. The thing about Barrocks, though, he lands big shots to win rounds as well. And I think he can probably land more of them. So I think if it's if it goes to a decision and it's the power of the shots, I think it's going to be Barrocks because he's going to land more power shots. Whereas usually people will have the advantage in that area. We saw in AJ McKee in the last one, as I was just mentioning there, he did land the more power shots. But AJ McKee, it felt like he was trying to outpoint him, not realising that the guy who lands the more power shots in mixed martial arts in today's uh, scoring system is going to win the fight. Whereas Barrocks is the exact opposite of that in terms of he will land the power shots as well um i think as well if you look at the the losses over the last while a lot of them have been you know he got finished by uh aj mckee benson henderson uh you know it was the, the leg injury went to the decision with daniel Strauss, but that's gone back seven years ago as well 
a lot, a lot of his fights, you know, he knocked out Pedro Carvalho, knocked out um, Manuel Sanchez. Okay, went to a decision with Arculeta, but finished Chandler, and then we're going back three or four years ago. I, I just feel like he is... No, I'll say this, and when I say the close decision and it favours Barracks, I, I think Pitbull has become a better decision fighter, if you want to put it that way. I remember going into the Pedro Carvalho fight, and it's probably a bad example, considering he won early, but I remember thinking, like, he just, he's a finisher because he's always going to kind of draw you out and land that big shot, and he's almost relying on it. But he also showed, you know, in the Arkham fight, obviously before that, but in the AJ McKee fight as well, that he can draw you out multiple times and win that game multiple times per fight. And the fact as well is that he draws you out and hits rather than going after you, rather than putting a, a large quantity of cardio out there, it spares that cardio so that he can go for five full rounds. And that is great. And I'll say it again, though, the problem with Barrocks is he can he does the exact same thing. They're, two, they're, they're similar fighters, but in, in, in a weird way, very different. Uh, five foot six inches for Pitbull at 35 years of age, five foot 11 inches, 29 years of age for Barrocks. Could that be the difference? Could the, the not necessarily even the you, but the size. If he can, if Barrocks can throw a few hard leg kicks from the outside, a few hard head kicks, a few hard body kicks, which um, Pitbull can't, could that, that be the difference in this fight? <coughs> I, think, I think it could. I really do. When I picture this fight in my head, I see it being kind of the outside fight from Barrocks with him landing hard enough shots to make Pitbull chase him a little bit, which is the last thing that Pitbull wants to do. As I said earlier, he wants he make he wants to make you chase him. And when you do, he hates you. So if Barrocks can do the exact opposite, I think he's a great chance here. I really do. I really think he has a great chance here. I, th- I think it'll be a long fight. I think it'll be five rounds. But I do think there is a chance someone hits something. You know, we've seen Barrocks hit flying knees. We've seen Pitbull knock guys out all over the place, obviously. Uh, but I, 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 I would predict a longer fight here. But I think that price is very, very good. Minus one, or sorry, plus 140 for Barrocks. I think that's a great price. And uh, I'm going with that as my, uh, my Bellator bet for, for this week. Um, I hope the voice is still going, lads. Is, is it still working? I hope the voice is still working. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. Right. Last two bets here. Uh, the UFC. I'm going for Ilya Latifi. Um, he is. Let me just check in. Minus one eighty three to beat uh, my my guy Alexi Olenek. Um It's a it's a tough fight for Alnick, really, isn't it? You know, it's it's one of those fights where you you look at it for Alnick and you just think. Like, how how is it? Uh, you know, and he's very close. He's minus, or sorry, plus one forty, plus one fifty in some places. How does Alnick actually win this fight? Really? Like, okay, that's a stupid question. He wins it by submission if he wins it. But like, we know the wrestling acumen of Ilir Latifi. We know the strength of Ilir Latifi. We know the size of Ilir Latifi. Like, is Alnick going to be able to catch on to him and fall to the ground like he does with most people? just can't see it's very hard to see that isn't it maybe it's just me let me let me know let me know in the comment section below maybe it's just me but i think it's very very hard to see that happening in this fight i really do i i think this is the sort of fight where alanik tries that for the first two or three minutes and then latifi just hits him with a few big right hands over the top alanik falls and he ends up finishing him with, with a few 
ground them pound shots while not himself grounded, but while Olenek is grounded. And really, I don't have much more of a breakdown than that of this fight, honestly. I think it's a pretty simple enough fight to look at. Um, Latifi, he's, or, you know, actually, I see it here. He's actually gone in a bit here. He's minus 175. Let's see where this fight actually opened. It opened to minus 200. So he's actually gone in. In the betting, so into minus one seventy five. Let me just update that here. Um, I know it's minus one seventy five for Lilier Latifi. I think that's a fantastic price. I really like Alanik is is past his best at this stage as well. You could say the same maybe for for Latifi, but he's still closer to it, I think, than uh, than Alanik. And look, it's a pre- uh, to me, it's a pretty straightforward fight. Maybe people disagree with me. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe he will be able to get the submission. But I just think Ilir Latifi is too much of a fire hydrant to get taken down in the way a lot of these heavyweights do. Um, I think he uh, he can land that shot well on the way in, and I think he'll connect with Alnick, and I think he'll, uh, I think he'll put him out. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave that as my, uh, as my explanation on that one. Right, the flyer of the week. I, I'm going for the UFC main event here. Um, and the one I'm going for is, is a bet I, I like to do the odd time. Um, it's one person who is like, uh, and McKinsey Dern here is the bet I'm going for, but McKinsey Dern to win by submission is minus 120, right? And McKinsey Dern to win by TKO KO is plus 1200. So I'm going for the, the TKO KO plus 1200. Now it's a flyer, don't get me wrong. But if they, you know, if they think the submission, look at the submission is, is the thing. If she wins, she probably win by submission. But what if she gets the back? What if she gets the mount? And you know, Yan Xiaonan is going to be wary, as you can be, of the submission when you're fighting against someone like McKinsey Dern. And she opens up with a few shots and ends up getting the finish. There's your plus 1,200 TKO KO bet. I caught Jackeray with that a few times. You know, at his height, he got a few TKO KOs in there at plus six and 700. I always like those sort of bets. Now, McKinsey Dern is a big favorite here at minus 232. And I actually think that's a, I think that's a crazy price. I think that's way, I think that's way too big. I think this is a more even of a fight here. And the only reason I'm going for the plus twelve hundred is because I think it's, it's a big, big, big price. And this is a Florida week, so you know this is not my analysis logical head on me. This is me looking for a massive price that might come off. You know, uh, this is throwing a dart blindfolded trying to hit a bullseye here. And this is very much one of them. Um. I think Xiaonan will do all she can on the feet. A big reason as well why I looked at this and I went for it is I think because Xiaonan is, is better on the feet as an all-round fighter, I think McKinsey Dern will have to take this fight to the ground. And, uh, you know, I suppose we say that in every fight and I, 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 I don't have that much confidence in her, to be honest. But if McKinsey Dern got a little bit better, you know, with her takedowns and her trips and stuff, she would be a devastating fighter. I actually, like, McKinsey Dern as well, sometimes she looks fantastic on the feet. No, fantastic maybe a bit much, but very good on the feet. And the next fight she comes out and she doesn't. And the fight after that, she looks good again. So it's it's tough to know sometimes what McKinsey Dern is going to come. I, I wonder is that, uh, maybe a, a high-level coach or something to be able to tell you, is that her changing things up, trying to fight different ways, trying to fight in the inside, trying to fight in the outside? You know, I, you know, I, I suppose I would need to watch her more carefully in that this this isn't that sort of podcast so we leave that aside for a second but you know the inside the distance here is minus 140 from McKinsey Durham or to win the decision is plus 350 so 
the betting odds here are massively favouring McKinsey Dern to win inside the distance. And if you judge, there's only two ways to win inside the distance. And if you change it from one to the other, you go from minus 120 to plus 1200. And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going mad. I'm going for the plus 1200 here for McKinsey Dern. Right, let's run through some of the other bets here before I choke to death and die. Um... I'll start at, uh, this might be out by the time Invicta comes out, I'm not 100% sure yet, but Shauna Bannon fighting Invicta this weekend, minus 270, she's Irish, very, very good fighter, fighting out of Paddy Hoolins, Jim won the severe amateur fighter of the year last year, after having a baby in like June or July or something like that, I think she went 5-1 and one as an amateur uh, in the rest of the year, very, very good, and I'm looking forward to seeing her there, I think that's a good bet if you're betting on that one. As I said, um, Rogue Rogue plus 275. Um, there's a few other ones in that I like. Uh, the very close fight there between Teo and Ritu. Minus 171 plus 141. Look out for my breakdown of that. Uh, Wakamatsu over Shu Wang. He's minus uh, 500 as Wakamatsu. I think that's just about right uh, as well. There's a Brave card on as well this weekend. Um, I know Roland Dye is on that card. You might know that name. He's plus 215 there. So if you fancy that for a bit, there's an LFA card uh, as well this weekend. But we have one uh, on Prime as well. Uh, Angela Lee, as I said again, minus 110, minus 125-ish there. That's that's the bet of the week for me. That's an absolutely great bet. Bet? bet, bet. Uh, I like Stamp Vertex as well. She's, you know, a fantastic fighter. After watching her before, after watching her before uh, the Angela Lee fight, uh, I, I got I have a real soft spot for her. I think, and it's warranted because she's very good. I think she'll end up fighting Angela Lee again. Could it be after this one if she wins? Maybe she's minus four hundred there. I think that's a good one to throw into um, an ACA. I like Freemanov as well, plus one fifty if the underdog there against Martin going to minus one seventy five. I'd go for him there. I think, and uh, yeah, there's a few other fights on, on that card as well. Timothy Natsukin is the favorite minus one fifty five against uh, Halil Amir, uh, and then on the UFC, as I mentioned, McKinsey Dern minus uh, two thirty two, Yan Zhaonan plus one nine seven. Francisco Trinaldo is plus 270 minus 320 for Randy Brown. Uh, Sadiq Yusuf is a big favourite there over Don Shanice. Never heard of him. Uh, minus 1100 there for Sadiq Yusuf. Uh, Honey Barsolos against Trevin Giles. That's a good fight. Plus 185 for Jones. Uh, Trevin Jones, sorry, not Trevin Giles. Uh, minus 220 for Barsolos. I like Barashev, actually. Do you know what? I actually wrote down my bets earlier in the week. And I had Barashev in as one, and I took him out. Uh, I I think he's been underestimated because of that Marchi Casey fight. Fine, Mike Davis here is a good fighter, but I go with Barashev in that one. Don't rule him out yet; he's still a good fighter. You can get him at my uh, plus one fifty, plus one fifty four here. I think one player. I'd go on Barashev in that one. Uh, Castaneda is a favourite over Santos. As I mentioned, Olenek and uh, Latifi. Jessica Pinet is uh, an underdog at plus 180 against Tabata Ricci, minus 205. Then we have Jesse Ronson um, is plus 120 uh, over the minus 140 favourite Rakim Silver. Brendan Allen's fighting Christoph Jatko, uh, minus 125. I like Jatko at that price. Brendan Allen, plus 105. Maxine Grisham, Philip Linz. Uh, minus 180 for Grisham Linz plus 155 Chelsea Chandler and Julius Salirink are just about even at minus 110 each and Randy Costa minus 290 uh, Guido Canetti plus 245 and then Bellator finally 
uh, Adam Barracks, uh, who I gave plus 140 here. Uh, Patricio Ferreira, minus 175, minus 140 in other places as well. He is a slight favourite here. AJ McKee up to lightweight against Spark. Spark? Spark Carlisle, I like that. Spike Carlisle. Um, minus 425 for Lee. That's just about, or for uh, McGee. That's just about right. RMP got in. He's fighting Jeremy Kennedy. That's a big fight for that division as well. He's minus 600. You never know when RMP called, though. He's looked phenomenal recently. Plus 425. I'd love to see him fight Pedro Carvalho if he wins that. Carvalho beat Bar- Burnell, Mads Burnell last week. Makes perfect sense. One is three and one's four in the rankings. That's a fight I think that should be in Dublin in February. I think that's a great fight. Barzola and Arcaleta love that fight. That's even betting minus 110. Um, and then after that, you know, we have Lance Gibson Jr.'s back on the card. Big favourite. Like the fight between JJ Wilson and Vladimir Tokov. Uh, see, Tokov is the favourite minus 115, minus 105 for Wilson. I would probably just about go for Tokov there, but you never know. Um, it's a good card. Islam Mamadov is on this card as well, minus 110, 210, sorry, over Nick Brown, the former, is it LFA champion there? And Masharovkov uh, returns as well. He's minus 125 or the plus 105, Mike Hamill. I like Raskov a lot in that fight uh, and at that price as well, so I would definitely take him in that one. All right, everyone, I managed to get through it. Uh, thank you very much <laughs> to everyone for listening. Uh, my bets again to recap. Rug Rug plus 275 minus 110 for Angela Lee. Adam Barrocks plus 140. Ilir Latifi minus 175. And McKinsey Darren in the flyer of the week. TKO KO at plus 1200. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com. And I'll see you all next time.